Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church, to the observance of a holy Lent. These are words from our Ash Wednesday liturgy. In that service just last week, a priest stands before the congregation, immediately before the imposition of ashes, and summarizes the history and purposes of Lent as a season for the remembrance of Christ's passion, crucifixion, and resurrection. And the priest says, I invite you to a holy Lent. And I've always loved that turn of phrase, and for me, it is not the stroke of midnight on Mardi Gras, but the utterance of that phrase in whatever Ash Wednesday service I found myself in that really began this holy and meaningful season. Now, perhaps this is a reflection of my season of life, but when I hear the word invitation, as a parent of little ones, the first image that comes to my mind is of those colorful birthday party invitations that my daughter and son seem to receive on a very regular basis. They're those small cards with a cartoon on one side and those blanks that mom or dad have lovingly filled in on the other side, where and when and how and what time. But if you ever have hosted a party, and we here at the chapel certainly do know how to throw a party, but if you just, or even if you just explore the word invitation and the implications of invitation, we know that an invitation is much more than logistics. An invitation is much, much more than just that who, where, and when. Because a real invitation says much more about the host and the relationship to the person they are inviting than the where and the what. When you receive an invitation, the host is communicating something to you. I am celebrating something, and I want you to join me. I am marking my birthday, or my anniversary, or my child's graduation, or I got great news from the doctor, or my team won last night, or it's just a Tuesday, and I want you to be with me. And so as we begin another season of Lent, we are called to remember that God is inviting us to a holy Lent. God is inviting us to a season of reflection and introspection, a time when we can examine our relationship with God. But how, how do we respond? I'm sorry, God, but I've got a lot of work right now. You should see my inbox. And I promised I would make brownies for Bible study. And I'm supposed to meet my mother-in-law for lunch. And I really don't have time right now, but I love you, really I do. And that Jesus guy, he seems really nifty. But I'm afraid I must send my regrets. Perhaps next time, 
Why don't you send me an email in a couple of months? Let's put a, a pin on God's invitation for a moment because there is an interesting juxtaposition to invitation in today's gospel. This morning, Christ, too, is very busy. He is baptized by John. The Holy Spirit descends upon him. His dad says that he pleases him. Then that same Holy Spirit drives him out into the desert where he is tempted by the devil and communes with the wild beasts and is waited on by angels. And then he goes back to Galilee and preaches to the people. That's a whole lot in about six verses of Mark. But at the center of that story is Jesus' time in the desert. And if you were like me, you assume that the desert is a very quiet place, a very stark place, perhaps a warm place, but just a, a very quiet, vast place. Perhaps Jesus was looking for some time of retreat to reconnect with his Father, a very Lenten time. But if you read or if you know or have spent any time in the desert, you know that it is quite the opposite. Bruce Filer, in his book, Walking the Bible, wrote of the desert, the last thing you notice about the desert is the noise. Once I stepped into the open terrain, I was amazed by the din, the wind whining through the mountains, the sand tinkling your face, the rocks crunching beneath your feet. The desert may be empty, but it's the noisiest place I have ever been. And in and amidst the noise of the desert, I can imagine Jesus hearing the words of the dark one. You can't do it, Jesus. You need to go back, Jesus. They won't follow you, Jesus. Just give up, Jesus, before it's too late. And temptation can speak to us in our noisy and busy lives in the same manner. There's so much noise in the 21st century. I feel like the Grinch who stole Christmas. Noise, noise, noise. There's traffic and things buzzing and our social media and people calling and we have obligations to all those people that we love but it seems like they keep asking so much of us. So we turn aside from our invitation to connect with God. We turn aside from our invitation to visit that friend who is hurting we turn aside from that person we know who is in the hospital and would love a visit. We turn aside from repairing that relationship that might be irreparable. Perhaps we should just give up, for temptation is everywhere. But instead of giving in to temptation, instead of surrendering to temptation, instead of just giving up, we can accept God's invitation. 
And the good news this morning, my brothers and sisters, is that that invitation is not one time only. You have received that invitation before, you receive that invitation today, and you will receive that invitation again. Remember our Old Testament uh, reading this morning, where God puts the rainbow in the sky to mark the covenant between God and the people that God will never flood the earth again. And if you read in our Old Testament about the covenant with God, one of the most prominent features of covenant is that it is constantly broken. We mess it up all the time. But God continues to come back time after time and after time and invite us to once again be in relationship with him. And like a piece of fabric that has been torn and then repaired, our relationship with God is much stronger than before. And so when we choose invitation rather than temptation, we choose to engage with God rather than avoid God. When we choose invitation rather than temptation, we choose to see the injustice in the world rather than turn our back on it. When we choose invitation versus temptation, we reach out to someone in pain rather than shun what might be difficult. And when we choose invitation versus temptation, we deny the voice of the devil and instead embrace the peace of God. What is God inviting you to do in this season of Lent? May your acceptance be the beginning of a very holy season. Amen.